prepare to get stretched because it is the final Rutgers Scoutcast of 2016. I am the host of the Rutgers Scoutcast. I am the publisher of Scarlet Report on the Scout Network. I am Sam Hellman, and I am excited for a lot of reasons. One, because this year is almost over. And two, because this podcast survived the whole year. I wouldn't have bet on that one back when I started this show in February. Thanks to everyone that's listened to the show. It's growing every week. Uh, Some recent episodes with Rutgers Athletic Director Pat Hobbs and with uh, 2018 commit Trill Williams were the most listened to episodes so far, and that includes some big guests earlier in the history of the show. What that tells me is that more people are joining every week, and I appreciate that. If you are not subscribed, please hit that subscribe button in iTunes and toss me a review. It's the best way to help the show grow, to support the show, whatever you want to call it, tell your friends. This will be a shorter show because, well, I'm going to be honest, because I traveled a lot this week and I took some time off for the holidays. So most of my work hours have gone towards recruiting and running Scarlet Report. I did still make sure to find enough time to get you this final episode airing as we approach New Year's. My guest on the show this week is Brendan Bordner, who will soon become a Rutgers freshman. Brendan Bordner from Ohio is the number two defensive end in his state. He's a top 10 kid in the Midwest. He committed to Rutgers over West Virginia and Navy, which is quite the unique final three. He told me that he'd felt like a Rutgers lean for a while, but didn't want to make a rash decision. Took all his visits, made a commitment, and in a couple weeks he's going to be on campus with some other offensive linemen. So four early enrollees, Bordner plus the brothers Micah Clark and Jamal Beatty out of St. John Vianney, and Samuel Vretman, the Swedish mauler, from Cheshire Academy and Sweden. Those are your early enrollment guys, and you're going to get a little bit of an insight into that process with Brendan Bordner. As I look here at my Star Wars 2017 page of day calendar that I was gifted for Christmas, January 17th, first day of classes for Rutgers in 2017, which means if you're listening to this as it drops on Friday, eh, just about three weeks until... Bordner arrives on campus along with the rest of the freshmen. Now, being a freshman and playing time, they don't always go hand in hand, but coming that semester early really is huge when you figure out your career trajectory, what you need to do, especially as a lineman, that extra semester of eating and workouts is huge. Rutgers needs some defensive linemen that can come in and make an impact, and I wouldn't be surprised if Bordner, by enrolling early, gets a shot at that. Enrolling early really gives you a chance to figure out where you stand and what you need to do. So for a level-headed guy like Brendan Bordner, I only see it as an advantage. Now, as I mentioned, this show has lasted all of 2016, which was exciting. Something that I kind of just realized the other day when I was going through some backup work on the podcast, there's some good interviews that you can scroll back and listen to, and I recommend you do so if you haven't, if you're new to the show or something like that, I would uh, 
I would recommend going back and looking at some old episodes. If you're in iTunes, you know how to do that. It's pretty easy to just tab over and scroll through the old ones. If you're listening to this on Scarlet Report, then scroll to the bottom of the article and you'll see past episodes that you can go through. We have interviews, and this is exciting, I think, if you're a Rutgers fan, with all three of the main competitors for next year's quarterback battle. Get to know Jonathan Lewis. Get to know, behind the scenes, Giovanni Rochino. And honestly, most valuable at this point, this might be the most worth listening to interview that I've done. Of course, they're all worth listening to. I mean, but Tylen Odin joined the show about a week before he enrolled at Rutgers, and that's the last interview that he's done. If you want to know the most recent things going on with Tylen Odin, that's honestly, as far as I know, the best way to do it. He was never made available during the season, never made available at media day or training camp or anything or during the bye week. So this is the really the only time you'll have a chance to hear from him until spring practice, and that's only if Jerry Kill and Chris Ash decide to let Tyler Noden do interviews this spring. I don't know yet. I, I think they will, but I don't know. So if you want to get inside the mind of Tyler Noden, Jonathan Lewis, Gio Rochino, go ahead, scroll back, listen to those. So Tyler Noden played as a true freshman, and Brendan Bordner wants to do the exact same thing. We talk about that in our interview segment for this week. So before we jump into a Q&A and close out 2017 on the Rutgers Scoutcast, here is my guest, Brendan Bordner. Welcome back to the Rutgers Scoutcast. Your host, Sam Hellman, joined by the final guest of 2016, and it's an exciting one. My guest today on the Rutgers Scoutcast is Brendan Bordner, soon to, be, soon to become a Scarlet Knight. Brendan, welcome to the show. Hey, so Brendan, it's been a couple weeks now since you made a verbal commitment to Rutgers. How has life been since you made that decision? Um, it's a little less stressful since I started to actually apply for actually apply for college and get the logistical side of everything taken care of. Now you uh, you plan on enrolling early at Rutgers, is that correct? Yeah. So we're talking now. You're two weeks away from college. Is that a little crazy to think about? Yeah, it is. I mean, at the same time, it's kind of the nice thing to do in a way. What you've talked about this before. Uh, our listeners have heard Bill Green of Scout talk about you a lot, also. But what was it about Rutgers that sold you? At, at the end of the day, why did you pick them? It's it just kind of felt like home more so than the other two. Just kind of just a gut feeling. How, how much would you say was it your relationship with the Rutgers coaching staff? Because I've been following your recruitment maybe, I don't know, six months, nine months, and Coach O'Crew and Coach Ash seem to come up a lot when talking to you. Yeah, both of them and then Coach Vernon as well. I've gotten pretty close with the recruiting and even just some of the other coaches, like Chris Neiman and uh, Chris Blazik, just talked with them even some. Just really, they did a good job of making me feel at home out there. Did, did you know any of these coaches before they came to Rutgers, or did this just kind of start when Chris Ash took the job last year? Uh, no, this, yeah, it was all from when Coach Ash took the job. So what what uh what was he able to do to sell you on Rutgers? Because you look at them and they didn't have the best season 
on the field, but they're building a big recruiting class. There are a lot of guys like you, top players, that chose to go to him even with the losing record. What do, what do you see in the way he's trying to change things? Well, he's trying to start from the bottom up, getting recruiting good players, and then helping to change the culture within the, within the existing players. I think probably of uh, Coach Parker, strength coach, and just all the work that he does with the guys and everything. And then uh, the life beyond the game program, just trying to make sure that these guys are set up to life. It's interesting you mentioned Coach Parker. You're already a pretty big guy as a defensive lineman, but what do you think about Coach Kenny Parker and him trying to bring you to the next level when it comes to shaping your body into a college athlete? I think, I think he's going to do a great job. It's going to be vastly different than what I've been used to with our high school strength program. That'll be a good thing. It'll, be, it'll help me just become a much, much better player. What uh, what was your official visit experience like at Rutgers? You you went I think for that Penn State game and then came back for an official a couple weeks later. What were those two visits like in making you feel at home? Uh, the Penn State game it was kind of just a little surprising, just the fan support despite obviously the losing season and everything at that point in time. They just they all showed up still and it was a good game. I mean. Final score, I don't think, shows it well enough, but the defense, I thought they did a pretty good job for most of the game. And then the official visit, I was there with a bunch of the linemen committed offense and defense. paired off, and then the other three are being released on the O-line. So just got to hang out with them a lot and get to know them better. Did, did that help you make your decision, guys like Mike Tverdov and Micah Clark? hanging out with them over the weekend, or had you kind of made up your mind already before that visit? I think I kind of been a doctor's lean for a while, but I wasn't obviously solid enough. I didn't want to, I didn't want to commit and then decommit and whatnot. I just wanted to commit once, but made it. Yeah. I felt like that with guys and just kind of felt like those were the kind of people I'd like to be around. I think a lot of fans take the idea of early enrollment for granted, but for you being a high school senior, how, how challenging has it been to prepare for that? I mean, we all went to high school, and not many of us were able to graduate early. What are the challenges for you when you make a decision like that? Um, For me, it was honestly pretty easy. I already had some advanced courses. I already took AP count last year, so I only needed three courses to graduate. So all I had to do was just take a couple online courses to, to be able to graduate. And then, I mean, my senior year has been, I've had three classes all year. So it's been probably a little different than most people's. That sounds pretty great to me. I would love to have only had three classes my senior year. Um, what, what about preparing on the field? How much of an advantage is it for you to be at Rutgers for spring practice? I think it'll be huge. Finally, I finally kind of go up against some better competition and see how I stack up a little better, and then from there just continue to get bigger, faster, stronger, and try to become a better football player throughout spring training, spring practice, and then once it gets to the summer workouts. Uh, Brendan, I uh, usually when you're a recruit, most of the the stuff is, you know, who's in your top five, who's your leader, what schools are you looking for. So 
I want to just get to know you a little bit better and let Rutgers fans kind of learn about you. What What is your attitude like on the field? What are your goals when you step on the field? I usually try. I mean, it kind of depends on per game. I guess a little bit chilling, but it does just depending on what our team needs. But usually I just like to be kind of a dick a little bit, I guess. Just kind of. I'm going to physically try to punish you every play and go from there. How about uh, how about in the locker room? What what would you how would you describe yourself on a game day or just trying to be a leader? What what kind of personality are you? I'm usually kind of just pretty laid back and just kind of just kind of laid back and I'm not I'm not really the be kind of firing firing people up kind of guy. Again, uh my guest this week is Brendan Bordner, Rutgers commit. He's a defensive end, one of the top players out of Ohio, set to enroll next semester at Rutgers. And, uh, Brendan, I guess one of my last questions, what's something that people don't know about you? Everyone's seen your football film, but what are you interested in away from the game? Is there something that you want to study in college? Is there some hobby you have away from football? Like, What, what are you like away from the field? I'm a pretty high academic guy. Yeah, just, it's been a big push in my life. From, I'm on the math teacher, so she's always kind of pushed us to do well in school. So from there, I just, I'd like to do something good with like a degree, something along business or engineering I've been thinking. And uh, I'm pretty good with kind of more graphic design kind of stuff, too. What uh, what are you doing if you have time off away? Is there a sh- you you like watching TV, video games, hanging out with friends? What's something that you like to do in your spare time? All the above. <laughs> Brendan, I, I end these interviews with the same three questions. They're all Rutgers related questions. Uh, my first question of these three to you would be: who, who would you say is your favorite Rutgers athlete? Whether it's a guy that you've met on visits or someone you watched growing up, uh, do you have a favorite? Kevin definitely has uh, that kind of personality for people that have met him before. What's your favorite memory when you think about your time with Rutgers, whether it's one of your visits or the coaching staff coming to see you? Is there any one memory that stands out? Oh man, special special teams wins championships, Brendan. Come on. Yeah. Oh well. Um, last question here, uh, and most importantly, in my opinion, what's your favorite place to eat on campus? If you get to go to Rutgers for one meal, what are you going for? Chipotle. Chipotle. What, what's your go-to? Uh, double wrap burrito, brown rice, black beans. The the last person that told me Chipotle on this show was Darius Hamilton. He was a three-time team captain on the defensive line, so you're in good company. <laughs> All right, Brendan, thank you for the time. And sooner rather than later, Brendan will be a part of the Scarlet Knights, and then I'll encourage fans to tweet and welcome him. But until then, uh, social media, we all know how that works, right?
Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brendan, thank you for the time and Happy New Year. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks again to my guest this week, Brendan Bordner, soon to be a Scarlet Knight. And honestly, just the way he answered the the big three questions at the end, especially that second question, I think that tells you a lot about his mindset going into this. He's already close with a lot of the guys. And look, I know he said that he had been a Rutgers lean before his official visit, but I, I think the official visit is really what did it for him. I think just the way he was able to connect with guys like Mike Tverdov, Micah Clark, Kevin Wilkins, Sebastian Joseph, the way he was able to connect with guys like that, I'm willing to bet that they did a better job recruiting him than the West Virginia players, and that helped make him feel at home when he made that decision heading into the dead period. Speaking of the dead period, I'm coming out of my own dead period. I really enjoyed the couple days away that I got for my quote-unquote winter vacation. It's totally back on the grind now. I know that it's technically the dead period for Rutgers still, but I mean, recruiting news is nonstop, and guess what? The Rutgers basketball team is exciting this year. I think that this Rutgers-Penn State game Sunday has a lot of potential. Rutgers is probably an underdog regardless of Corey Sanders. He's day-to-day with that ankle injury, but we'll see. I I think that Rutgers could and should win the game, but that doesn't mean that they're the favorite. I don't know what Las Vegas thinks right now, but I'd give Penn State a slight advantage after seeing them play in person at the Garden this year, and, and I'm a big Shep Garner. I'm not a fan. I'm a big... I think Shep Garner is a very good basketball player. I'll put it that way. The final Rutgers ScoutCast mailbag of 2016. Mike was nice enough to send in some thematic questions on and off topic this week. So obviously, I had to choose those. Mike sent me a private message through scarletreport.com, through our premium forums. That is the best way to get your question answered. I know I mentioned the premium a lot, but that's because it's worth it. If uh, if you're listening to this as a member, the the podcast obviously is free, but still, maybe you want to post the link on your Facebook or Twitter and try and get your friends to check it out. I do offer an extended free trial to any Rutgers ScoutCast listeners if you contact me via email, shelman at scout.com. That's the other way to get in questions to me or tweet me at Sam Hellman Scout. Anyway, that's the end of my shilling for the year. So Mike asks what... On topic and off topic, both New Year's related. On topic, what should Rutgers football's New Year's resolutions be? And off topic, what are my New Year's resolutions? So I'll start with Rutgers. And there's a reason I chose this question because this is the same answer I would have given the last, heck, five, six years almost. Rutgers football needs to find a way to have an offensive coordinator stay for more than 10 months. You can't develop an offense, especially in the Big Ten East, with this consistent revolving door changes. I think Jerry Kill has as good a chance as anybody to end this defense against the dark arts-esque streak of year after year going through offensive coordinators that started after Greg Schiano fired Kirk Shiraka. Am I positive that Jerry Kill is coming back? No. I mean, look, history history alone's against him, but if you go back and listen to the special on the podcast a couple weeks ago, I straight up asked Chris Ash, 
how important that was in his search, finding a guy that was going to stay for more than a year, and he gave a good, in-depth, quality answer. You can go back and listen to that, or if you're on Scarlet Report, the full transcript is up there as well if you just search under Chris Ash's profile. The best way for Rutgers to play the way that it's planned as an offense is to have more consistency at the coordinator position, at the quarterback position, and so that is why my New Year's resolution, if I'm Rutgers football, is to build that consistency, and that comes with developing a quarterback. And please, can we at least go through one year without the offensive coordinator search? I'm tired of it. You guys are tired of it. And I know that those Rutgers juniors and seniors on offense are tired of it. They just want a guy that's going to be there and is going to coach them up. And hopefully that's going to be Jerry Kill. So the off-topic, what are my New Year's resolutions? You know, I don't really do New Year's resolutions. I mean, sure, I want to be healthier, have more fun, improve my work situation, the same stuff that everyone wants to do. But I don't really have any specific goals. I, I guess... In the spirit of this podcast, it would be for the podcast to keep growing. Uh, I love doing audio stuff. As you can tell by my just fantastic professional radio voice, I love the audio medium. I'm an audiophile. I've been listening to podcasts, whether it's the Big Own Dukes podcast or as a kid listening to the Don and Mike show and Opie and Anthony. I've been doing that, listening to this stuff my whole life. So now to do it even... Look, I'm not a professional broadcaster, but just to be able to do it has been a lot of fun, and it's been a good way for me to reconnect with a lot of people that I wouldn't normally speak to, whether that was Mike Teal as my first guest on the show, uh, whether that was talking to Eric Legrand about plugging everything that he's done with his charity. I, I mean, I've spent one-on-one time with Pat Hobbs before, but still to sit down in his office for something like a podcast, especially just hours after he hires Jerry Kill, well, Chris Ash hires Jerry Kill with Pat Hobbs' help, that was a cool experience. So the more that this grows, the more opportunities I'll have to do stuff like that. So I guess my official New Year's resolution heading into 2017 is to make this podcast the best that it can be. I will end episode 43 of the Rutgers Scoutcast with a thank you to everybody. Whether this is the first episode you've listened to, whether you've listened to all 43 plus the special episodes that we've done, I thank you. This podcast is not about making money because, believe me, I'm not making money doing this. It's just about me trying to communicate with the Rutgers fans in a different way and trying to do something that's different than the stuff that fans are used to. So... Again, I'll just close out by saying thanks to everyone for listening to all 43 episodes. Here's to another 52 episodes of the show in 2017. If there's anything specific, any guest, any any topic that you'd like to hear about on the show in the future, please let me know in a tweet, an email, whatever. And I guess I'll close by saying it, it, whatever way you're listening to this, I know you have social media. If you have a Twitter or a Facebook and maybe you want to share this link, with some friends, I'd appreciate that as well. But I am the host of the Rutgers Scoutcast, Sam Hellman, and this has been the end of another show and the end of a year on Scarlet Report.
Thanks for listening.